you know, next week, hopefully we'll have Brian back in. He's uh, been dealing with some some issues. He's, he's, got, been, a, he's, he's got, got a he's got back. He's yeah, got he's back. got his own the Jose Abreu back injury. Um, you know, he's on the IL, but you know, we'll send him on a rehab assignment. Maybe he'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> make him make him do uh, the NFL pod with the boys. Yeah, just send him a rehab <laughs> get the, get the reps. <laughs> Welcome back to Beyond the Diamond. We have Josh in front of the camera today and behind the camera editing. Joshua. Both. The Astros are on fire. I'll say it. Yeah. I'll say it. Yeah. Uh, Winners of seven of their last ten. They take another series against Miami. Taking two of three there. Coming back home to a pivotal matchup against Seattle. We'll jump into all of that. Fan questions and kind of the quarter mark left of the season. Yep. Uh, before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Big City Wings. Big City Wings is Houston's wing joint. It's Apollo's wing joint. Be someone at Big City Wings. Other than the Astros' home stretch, it's football season. College football, NFL, they have specials going on. Um, all the way from their gridiron special on Saturday to half-price apps and Margarita Madness on Friday. Double boneless wings on Thursday. It's always one of my favorites, you know. It's a little double up. It's double up. Double up food. action. Uh, buckets of beer. So come experience Big City Wings. Their treatment is first hand, first class. And we have a cornucopia of sports. Football, NFL, college. Astros home stretch. It's just go it's, watch the game. It's going to be Wings. a fun fall in Houston. It's going to be fun. It's, I think this is one of the first falls that there's excitement for all three sports at one time. And it's not. 2018 yeah yeah <laughs> it's not it's yeah, not it's that not to, it's not that so era. shout out to big city wings for uh being our presenting sponsor on today's episode um but yeah let's just jump into it two out of three um they dropped the first Huge. one they dropped the first one with framber um, that was rough yeah i thought it was gonna be one of those series like just get the hell out of miami yeah like and, and that game in itself i i said it hyperbole but I think there's maybe 15 outs that were all over 95 miles. An no, hour. there there really was. There was a, if you look at the Savant thing, there was like the top five hardest hits. Uh, so at one point in the game, the top five hardest hits were the Astros, and only one was a single. The rest were outs. Yeah, all <laughs> the rest were like, outs. Oh my god! And so you had a you had a game where you're just like, uh, well, that's just baseball, and it sucks. It's part of the game, but it's I think magnified a little bit more with how uneasy the fan base is on social yeah. and also the magnification of, Hey, we are at the quarter mark and this is, there's a quarter mark left of the season. Like this is these games. They obviously they all matter and they all mean something, but these, yeah. these mean a little Every, bit, more. everything feels like it, it hurts you or, or elates you even more. It, and I think the, the big thing about this team is like whenever the moments get big where it feels like, man, the back's against the wall, they just turn it to another level a notch. Yeah. And I think that's what we saw on, on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, they won 6-5 and 12-5. Uh, Javier got the win. Javi, Javi's going to have this like great career. And I think he's going to circle back to this, this season where he was like, this probably was one of my worst years ever, but I'm going to be like 15 and – yeah. Four. <laughs> well, they, you know, he's been around a couple of years, but I would call this his sophomore year. Yeah. And I would, I would call this his sophomore slump. I mean, he just, he pitched more than he's ever pitched in his life last year and then did the WBC and then he's right back in it this year. And I think the magnification of being paid the way he was paid, generational wealth. Yeah. That changes your life forever. And added pressure. Added pressure, self pressure, whatever it is. 
you're thrusted into the two spot that was either Framber or JB, however yeah. you want to cut it last year. Yeah. Um, and now you're, you have all these expectations and, uh, I think everyone else has, has realized like, Hey, it's, it's not the hobby we, we were expecting to see, but man, he's grinding. And, and I don't know if he's in your rotation in the playoffs or down the stretch. He may skip a start just because he's, he's leaking a little bit. And yeah. It's mechanical. And well, even Dana said on, on our good buddy, uh, uh, believe me, 790 on his, uh, sports talk 790 show. Um, he, Dana was on there and he said that he's not leaking oil or anything. He was basically saying there's nothing wrong. It's just clearly a fatigue issue. So I think that leads them to put him in the bullpen, similar to how Brown came out. Um, but I think they flip flop them next time around the order. I think Brown starts and yeah. Javier comes out of the bullpen. I think it'd be beneficial all around for Javi to be in the bullpen the rest of the regular season. I don't know if, he should be in there for the playoffs or he should get a start. But I think going down the stretch in the regular season, having him out in the bullpen to piggyback a start that way for Amber JV, whoever, you know, if they're through the first three innings at like 70 pitches and they've given up two runs and they, they, they're in traffic. I think you immediately, I think you should have a short leash, put a guy like Javier in there who can go three and maybe salvage a game that you would otherwise probably lose. Yeah, and I, I also like you have. Uh, I know when you take out the emotion and you take out everything else of the Verlander trade, giving away Gilbert and Clifford, yeah, totally sucks ass. Saying that, getting Verlander allows you to be creative. What we've seen the Ashes do over the last yeah. two weeks is go to a six man, moving France to the pin. Uh, everyone was up in arms. They were very transparent, like, "Hey, this is." The only time we're doing it, he's going to be back in the rotation. Yeah. I guess people don't really listen to context clues, but we see France be able to step in when Yukiti hits the wall on his first start back yeah. and throw a gym. And then this second time around, hey, Hunter Brown, you're going to be in the pen. Yeah, if, you don't, if you're not used. It's been way more than just his arm. Yeah. Just it's his presence. All, it's this, this aspect where, and I and I think people don't realize, like, oh, Dusty's doing this and the RD front office is doing This is the the plan they're doing. Like, yeah. Like, it's not – Well, I, this is exactly what they want to do right now. I would argue that without that move for Verlander, we're not on the run we're on right now, and I think we're, like, six games back. That's that's a fair – It's a. I think that move saved our season. And it's, and it's a move that's not Verlander going out throwing three complete games because yeah. that's not the Verlander well, you're getting. Well, to be fair, maybe a smaller arm could have had the same impact, just a, a, somebody to eat innings. But either way – it's had the impact it needed 100%. to have. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, I, I a hundred percent agree with that because it allows, allows, and I, and I don't know if pulling Javi out of the roto for the, down the stretch, I think that's a little extreme, but this next time through, I'm a hundred percent okay with him getting a reset where he's just yeah. coming out of the pin. I don't know if fully down the stretch, but at least the, in the stretches of games where you don't have a day off and you want to do six man roto type of thing give him extra rest. Either way, he needs rest or he needs, you know, to only come in for two innings or something like that. He, he needs some sort of break. Well, and I think we saw the first adjustment this go around with Javi in this series is where Yonder Diaz was catching for the first time. Yeah. Um, obviously, the stat line's not pretty. Four and two-thirds, four earned, one walk, two strikeouts. Uh, I do like that walk number being down because before that, in his last one, two – three four starts he had a total of 14 walks 
Yeah. Uh, that's that been his. Play. Uh, that in in the try. past, I mean, he's been known as the guy who doesn't throw first pitch strikes. He always gets into hitters' counts. But he's always had that swing and miss ability in that rising fastball to get himself out of jams. But now when he doesn't have that, he has to either he needs to reacquire that spin and that skill, or he needs to learn how to pitch differently. He needs to learn how to pitch with his current, you know, arsenal that's slightly different, which I think he can, and it's just going to take a lot of coaching and and learning. Um, But, yeah, he's got to throw differently than he has in his past. And I think the other side, too, is if you look at the back of the baseball card, uh, last year he was 11-9 with a 2.54 ERA, 148 innings. (laughs) Crazy. 194 punchies, only 52 walks. This year, he's at 8-2 and two with a 4.49 ERA, 122 innings. So, he's, he's 26 away from his, his career high. Uh, the hits are up. The walks are up. He's at 42. He's almost passing his career high on walks. Um, only 112 strikeouts. And the whip is at 1.226 after last year was 0.948. So, you just see this different hobby this year, and it's fine. Like he's gonna figure it out, and uh, it's just the back of the base card. It <laughs> looks you would think he was eight and two last year with those stats when he yeah. was really eleven and nine. Yeah, and so that's just that's just baseball. Well, and that's similar to the year JP Prince is having this year, nine and yeah. three with a 2.74. We can touch JP in the next segment because I got some propaganda to push. This <laughs> right. uh, is a whole JP France segment. That's uh, fine with me. But look, good teams figure out ways to win a ball game. The bullpen uh, went five and a third uh, yeah. Tuesday, and then four innings yesterday in Verlander started. That's nine yeah. and a third clean innings. Yeah, uh, that's huge. And I think the bullpen kind of had a little swell in July, and then it's kind of been nailed since then. Uh, you have Rafael Montero, who's pitching in some high leverage situations, some low leverage situations. He's, he's kind, kind of, of he's kind of finding it regressing back to the mean the other a way. Bit, yeah. Um, Stanek has like a, I think a one six ERA since July first. Yeah. Uh, Presley's been nails. Harris has been nails. Abreu's been nails. Kendall Grayman shaved his beard. Uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> same. He's, me, me <laughs> yeah, Kendall, like, yeah. On level. Uh, that Texas, the Houston Heat will get you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that was. I think that was. <laughs> I think it was a little. I think it was bothering him. Yeah. He was just like. But right. he did do it on the road. He did do it on the road. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because yeah, it, it was New York. Maybe he did for – no, because he didn't go to the White House. I don't know. Uh, it was definitely after giving up those runs against it the could, Yeah, he, it could have been a like, superstition for sure. Uh, but he looks great. I don't think I'm missing anyone. Maton's on the shelf right now. Uh, but to be able to have a sixth guy in that bullpen as a bridge guy, yeah, I'm huge. And that's where you see J.P. France and Hunter Brown, who, who pitched uh, against Miami, pretty damn nails out of the pen. Yeah. Uh, that was the most confident I've seen Hunter Brown since – Yankee Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot of lots to do with with Hunter. I think it's less fatigue and it's more about mechanics and maybe mental side of it. And he just seemed he seemed like he was having fun again. If that's weird, yeah. like he just seemed like he had no, low pressure. He got to come out there and he just got the shove. He didn't have to worry about the pressure of the start and like you know the division and all that. Well, I think it's a, it's another thing too, and and it, by getting a Justin Verlander back. When you let him walk and you pay Javi and then you hear every pundit in the city and every fan is like, oh, don't worry, we have baby JV to step right in. Yeah. He's still a rookie at the end of the day. It's still his first time going through a full major league season, the, the ins and outs of being a professional ball player. And those expectations 
um, I mean, on himself and from the city. Literally, is the huge. highest one of the highest expectations you can possibly get is to be compared to Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer Justin Verlander. Like that's, I, I can't even imagine being said, being told that, oh, you you're, you remind me of Justin Verlander. I can't wait for you to go out there and, <laughs> and have a one point five ERA or something. And that's all you hear. Oh, and by the way, for the defending champions, you're gonna be slotted. In the three spot. Yeah. With expectations to be a front-end guy. Yeah. All at his age. There is it's a lot of expectations. There is one guy that's uh, slotted into the to the three-four slot and has had a great season, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. JP France. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen uh, my Twitter account, um, I have a future bet right now. Yeah. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. Yeah. This is completely unbiased of why <laughs> JP France should be the AL Rookie of the Year. Start the campaign. Everybody, hashtag JP France ROI. And, and, and look, I may or nay may not be getting the list of all 30 writers who are voting for Rookie <laughs> of the Year and compiling a full deck and, and going to present to them why JP you sh- France you should. Yeah. Full PowerPoint. Uh, deserves to be Rookie of the Year. He's 9 and 3 with a 2.74 ERA, 102 innings. 73 strikeouts. I understand that's a little low. I understand. 1.2 whip. A little high. I get that. 2.4 war. We're, we're in a day and age where war matters. Yeah. Pause. War <laughs> War is not good. War. What is it good for? What is it good for? Uh, it's good for JP France to be Rick of the Year. 2.4 war. Um, and this it's guy's tough. just stepped up. It's it, tough with Gunner. It is very tough. I agree. But if the Astros run down the Rangers, they win the division, and he's sitting at 14, 15 wins and has a top five ERA. I think he has to get over 150 innings. I th- think so. I, yeah. think, I think you have to be between the 150 to 200 inning range for it to be considered. But to have this conversation right now in August, yeah, where we, did, never... we spent a month at spring training and did not see him at all. Just he pitched wild. zero innings. Yeah. And we're sitting here in August, we're like, J.P. France, Rookie of the Year, is a huge testament to what he's been able to do. He's been able to come up, eat innings, give this team a chance to win. We're, I don't think we're right here without J.P. France. I really don't. I don't think this team is in the thick of it and doing yeah. what we all thought probably Hunter Brown was going to do this year. And I think if you would, yeah, he's if you take out J.P. France as a name and you put Hunter Brown with these stats, he's I guarantee you MLB.com is oh, like, 100%. this is why Hunter Brown is the Rookie of the Year yeah. this year. So I think name recognition is going to get there, and I'm going to do everything in my power to do that because I have a $30,000 bet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bet $30,000. My payout is $30,000. $200? To win $30,000. $30, that's, so that's a that's 15000 to one odds, is, I think, is what it was. Um, if you hit that, uh, don't be surprised if J.P. France wins Rookie of the Year and the next podcast is from... Some tropical island somewhere. I will be actually growing a mustache like <laughs> J.P. France. I don't care how long it takes. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's what you should do for the campaign. Not shave until J.P. France wins Rookie of the yeah. Year? Not shave up there. You shave everything else, but not Just shave up there. Just keep a stat. Okay, yeah. I can do that. Um, but, yeah, so J.P. France, just keep doing you, Bubba. I'll, I, look, you do you. I'm going to do me. I'll shit post on the internet. Don't yeah. worry about it. I got the, I'm got. i going to whip some votes. <laughs> <laughs> whip the votes. Uh, but all in all – as we go into the quarter mark left of the season, um, winners of seven in the last ten, taking two or three in Miami. We saw Yuli, good yeah, friend Yuli, glad he got friend of the ring. program, got his ring. It yeah. was awesome to see. Uh, Verlander got a win last night. Um, he's got run support of the last two starts. 
and he's not know what to do with it, yeah. I guess. Like, he's yeah. just trying to figure that out. He yeah. got more runs the last two starts than he did the entire I, seven years. I think here. they're, I think they're kind of in an in between mode here where they're tweaking with the stuff the Mets were telling him and the stuff he did yeah. last year and trying to find some middle ground. Cause he, he is throwing a lot more. Uh, Cause they talked about with the Mets, how he was throwing his fastball more in and the Astros usually teach you to throw it up and he's been throwing it a lot more up and in. Yeah. He's and when it a lot hits, side. yeah, when it hits, it hits, but when he he keeps you know missing it, you're getting three and two counts, and then eventually walking them. That I think that's where a lot of the troubles come from. But I, I have no doubt that he'll figure it out going down the stretch. Oh, I do, I do too. And and look, the guy's are ultra ultra competitive. Um, I, I think uh, the other fifty things you can't quantify on a spreadsheet is the fact that he's able to be the teammate that we saw last year, which was completely different of what Justin Verlander's been his entire career. Yeah. Uh, the, the young guys are going to lean on him. Just the six man rotation aspect. Um, he, his fastball was sitting 96, 97. So not oh, really worried about if he can get it. No, I mean, he, to that he's number. still at 40 years old through a 97 up and in fastball and like the sixth inning yesterday or the fifth inning, like late when he, like his 93rd pitch was 97 miles an hour. I was like, all right, he, he's healthy. He's fine. Just got to figure out, the rest of it. Yeah. And, and look, the R and D department is, is top class and they're, they're yeah, going to be able to, to, to give him the opinions and the things that tweet. Cause we saw it. The New York post leaked this, uh, crazy gossip, I guess is the best. It's, way it was very, it. very like TMZ. Yeah. It was very <laughs> gossip girl. Like yeah. spotted Justin Verlander at the, <laughs> Empire State Building XOXO. Yeah. By the way, he's a diva. I'm like, he is a two-time World Somebody Series said. champion. Yeah. Who is a first ballot Hall of Famer, who is coming over to your franchise and is like, hey, you guys aren't doing this. Let's do this because the Astros, who are the standard of the league, are doing this. Let's get everything up to par. And someone was like, my feelings are hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, y'all are kind of. Y'all kind of suck over here, huh? Yeah. And they're like, oh, how dare he say that? And yeah. like, yeah, you fucking, you suck. They were behind in the time, some would yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey. what, we, what we call a callback. Uh, um, all right, let me give you some Astros stats. Okay. And uh, let's see, we're at the quarter pole mark. Quarter pole. That's what, hey, that's where the races are won. Uh, yeah, the quarter pole. The final stretch, that's where, that's where it's Kent- won. Kentucky Derby winners win at the quarter pole. So Kyle Tucker... Is at 24 bombs, 24 steals. Mm. Where do you predict he finishes the season? Thirty-two home runs. Oh, that's only eight. We have forty games left. Yeah. Eight home runs would be a home run every fifth game. Yeah, that's pretty good average. That's I'll what he's say, on pace for. I yeah, think. I'll say 32 home runs. Okay. 37 stolen bases. I think he's going to turn it up. Okay. I think he's going to turn up the stolen base I, uh, metric. I'm going the opposite. I think he winds up at 35 bombs. Wow. And he gets 30 stolen bases. He gets his last one in like the last week. I think, I think he starts running less and hitting more power later in the season. Your legs are a little, yeah. a little tired. Uh, so yeah, I'm going 35-30. I think it's kind of 
ironic or the universe has jokes that the two time the Astros have an MVP potential winner is There's a generational a generational talent. player that does something <laughs> so one of their dumb. Best years of their career. Yeah. So you had you had Braggs in, in nineteen that should have won over Trout and didn't. Yeah, I mean you could argue Trout won it, but like out of the rest of the league, yeah, Bregman had the Bregman had yeah, he he was it. And then you have you have literally Kyle Tucker putting up one of the best Astros outfielders line in a very 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 long time, maybe the best ever. And little literally Shohei Otani is just like I'm gonna hit 60 home runs and you know, yeah, maybe throw. I don't know if he's gonna throw the rest of the season, but I still have enough pitching stats that are just dumb. Yeah. Um. And, and I I think the funny thing of all that is like the guys have rings. Like I'd rather obviously selfishly they probably rather like have an MVP. Yeah, in their, MVP is in their cool, case, but, rings but World are, Series rings are pretty fucking yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um. So I just I was like I just, I just hope Otani gets traded to the NL. Oh yeah, get him, get, get him, him out, out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> get him out of the division first, and then yeah. get him, get him, get him out of here so our guys get can him win to the MVP. Yeah. Um, I want Acuna and Freeman to sweat Shohei Otani, not yeah, Kyle Tucker. Yeah, because he on the um, list of there's a stat called win probability added. I saw that, and it's just basically calculates how much you have contributed to your team winning. Okay, per game, and I believe it, it's calculated by you know the graph of like win probability during a game and like it goes back and forth it's calculated by when you're at bat and you do something how much you raise that probability for your team essentially mm. um kyle tucker is number one in baseball for grim probability added Strong. hitting it's only a hitting stat so but otani is ahead of him if you add his pitching and hitting so it's like yeah but hitting-wise, he's the best hitter in baseball as far as what he's added to his team winning a game, he, which could tell you that's valuable. That's the most valuable thing you can do is lead your team to win. So if there wasn't Otani, he would win MVP this year. I, I oh, a thousand percent. All right. Um, Let me give you uh, Chaz McCormick. Mm. 17 home runs. And 13 stolen bases. I th- Man, a 2020 season for Chaz would be sick. I think he's going to get a 2020 season. I think Chaz ends the season with 25 bombs and 22 steals. That'd be strong. That's, what, eight more home runs? Yeah. A 2020 season. I'll take I'll take a 2020 season. I don't know the exact... 25 sounds great. I think it'll be like 23, 24. 25 is a good good number on the, the back of the baseball card. I mean, he he has a lot of those home runs in the back half of the season when he's been starting more. Yeah, it, it only seems like with Chaz McCormick, the more confidence he gets, the better he plays. Mm-hmm. And I think a long it's a long time coming that the Astros have a dominant center, center fielder. I mean, you tried Straw, you tried Sierra, you tried a mixture of Dubon, Myers – Chaz, Jokes never got it. He was just a corner guy. You tried all these different formulas to get there. Yeah. And, and it, Chaz McCormick was just right there waiting for it, the opportunity to it's do always the consistency. Been Chaz. It was, it's, yeah, it's always <laughs> been Chaz. Uh, so, yeah, I think a 2020 season is definitely going to happen. He uh, has the uh, the highest OPS plus, uh, other than Jordan and, and Tuve. He has the highest OPS plus on the team. 
That's so so good. He has seventeen. So he has seventeen bombs and three hundred thirteen plate appearances, and Tucker has twenty four and five hundred thirteen plate. It appearances. was always it was always Chaz. It was always Chaz. All right. Uh, I'm pulling up his his WAR on uh, Fangrass is the one to do it, right? Yeah. Three six. Yeah, that's that's solid. That'll play. A three six WAR. Yiner. Woo! Is at sixteen home runs. And 271 plate appearances. Is he gonna play? Does he get, <laughs> is does he, he gonna play? Does he get to 20? Yes, 100. Okay. I think get... it's. I think by the next episode, <laughs> he's no, at 20. That's no. holy shit. That's next week's time. <laughs> that's four four bombs in a week. I mean, maybe. I think if you in a perfect world and you let Yonier just catch two clean weeks. Yeah. Just play just every day for two weeks. In one of those two weeks, I think he'd be AL Player of the Week. I think he's oh, that. Yeah. I think he's that good. For sure, I, he would. He would also be in the running for Rookie of the Year if he's playing oh, all gosh, year. Yes, by far. Yeah, and, um, and it's it's beating beating a horse, and <laughs> just get get on get on Astros Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever yeah. you get your content. Uh, the the Maldi on your discourse is. is just running rampant like a wildfire, and I'm, I'm Maldi's awesome. Maldi's great. He does a lot for the team. Uh, but Yonier's the president, and yeah, I, I think you saw a starting to see a shift with Javier pitching to yeah. Yonier. When you when you I, I think, think I think that's an admission of a, a slight shift. Yes, yeah. I don't think Framber. No, I I think Maldi catches Framber until Maldi retires or leaves the team. Yeah. Uh, but JV threw to Alvarez, who's a rookie for the Mets, so it's not. Yeah. No, I don't. But I know JV also. Uh, him and Molly have a great relationship. So, look, if I'll, I will let them do that. If the sixty percent of the rotation goes through, Yonder sure, yeah. At this point, like yeah. that's, I think that's just what you have I, to take. I, I think it's a little extreme on all sides. I think the fan base getting so upset over it every single time is a little extreme, and like you can't expect. It's come yeah. to where I think it's about at a 50-50 pace right now, which is not uh, not horrible, but, yeah, I can well, see why I, people I are I think the discourse is more – I think it's way different than that. I think it's 25% Maldi, 25% Yonier, sure. and 50% tired of the discourse because yeah. nothing's going to change yeah. on the on the internet. <laughs> yeah, even yelling about even it. though we all know what, what the optimal thing is, uh, the only thing that kind of crazy – to me is like, look, okay, let him catch the other 60%. Even if it's 50-50. Okay. You got to find a way to get him in, in that DH yes, slot on those I, other days. I guess I guess they didn't like him at first. Which no, I don't yeah. remember him being that bad. I don't, I don't really. But I think it was such a small sample size that I yeah, couldn't I just, even really. I'm surprised they, they aren't. I'm surprised John Singleton starting as much as he is right now. And uh, Yiner hasn't, yeah. hasn't gotten one start at first. We need to touch on, on John. But like. Fran, okay, they they don't like Yordan in the outfield for for Framber, right? Is that the one? Yeah. No, they like Yordan in the like outfield okay, for so Framber. But slot, slot, <laughs> slot him right in a DH. And then, okay, Verlander's is off day. But the other side, too, is like they try to go so optimal for defense on those two starts. Yeah. But it's almost like, okay, well, do you want to win, win a game or lose a game 2-1, or do you want to win a game 12-5? Yeah, that's the thing. I get you want to have your best defense out there, but 
on the flip side of that is your best pitchers don't need your best defense. Your worst pitchers need your best defense because they need it as, as much help as they can get. Yeah. But I get it as like JV is going to get the best defense because he's uh, paid what he's paid and he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to get his best chance to have his best game. And, and the thing that scares me the most, and we'll jump to the next question, is what happens if you lose game one and game two in a, in a DS? with Maldi behind the dish. Now and then game three, you have Yonier playing. Okay. You win that one. Did you just punt those two games out of, yeah. out of pride and ego of, of your process? I'm le- honestly, I'm less worried about it in playoffs because a pinch hit opportunity is a lot more likely. Oh, for sure. And if say Framber starts game one, goes five innings, allows four runs. Is that like 95 pitches? He comes out. I think you immediately bring Yiner in and he plays the second half of the game and you're that's okay. Like I, I think in the eventuality of that sort of thing, it's fine in the playoffs you can play more. But winning the division in the back half of the season and volume when volume's taken into account, I would like to see Yiner yeah. more. But I agree. Um all right, let's get into a couple more predictions. Um this you don't have to give your prediction, but uh Bregman's at nineteen home runs right now. I think he gets 30. I think he goes on a oh, 11 in the next 40. Yeah. I think I think is, Bregman gets – he's getting hot. I think he finds he's, it. He's hitting the shit out of the baseball I think right he now. hits like six in the next homestand, the next long homestand. He's one of those guys. He's one of those guys that when the lights are the brightest, he, he yeah. thrives. He has the Kobe I mean, gene. He, he hit has one, the Brady gene. Another one yesterday that would have been a bomb at Minute Maid Park. That, that's so on Crawford Street. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing with Bregs – that OPS is probably going to get over 800. That means... I, th- I think he's going to go off down the stretch. Yeah. For sure. And you know what? Price Picks gave me his more than home runs for the season at 22 and a half. Thank you. Is that what you did? Yeah. At Breggy's more than 22 and a half. That's easy. Yeah. I wish I would have done that. The only thing that's killing me is Javier. 191 strikeouts. Yeah. More than. I'm not going to... Yeah, you're going to lose that one. Um, all right. So let's get to some pitching predictions. Um, none of our pitchers have ten wins yet. Framer is nine and eight. Hunter's nine and eight. Javier's eight and two. France is nine and three. Who finishes the season with more with more wins out of those four? JP France. You think so? Fifteen wins, JP France. Okay. All right, fifteen. Yeah, I can see it. Rookie of the year. <laughs> Rookie, of the year. Rookie of the year. All right, that's it for our predictions for the for the final poll. Uh, we have some Q and A. We do. Uh, we pull it up. Actually, we before we get the Q and A, we gotta get the Sweet Green Health Report. Yes, Sweet Green Health Report. Boop, 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 boop. Sweet Green Health Report, powered by Sweet Green. They have actually have a new bowl. Was, uh, they do. They low table. They low table. Apparently, I mean, it's very good. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get one right after we get done recording. My here. fiance had it. She said it was delicious. It was a fire. Yeah. What's your? Have you been? Actually, I may do. I may do a little classic Caesar salad. I've been all about the uh, uh, chicken pesto. Chicken pesto slaps with the f- fresh shaved parmesan on yeah. top. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You get that pesto vinegar. Oh vinegar right on yeah. You shake it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sweet green little croutons. A little, yeah. They do like the bread croutons too. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Crunchy. Yeah. Um, go out there, sweet green. <laughs> Sweetgreen.com. Find the closest one near you. Like, Ours, if you're downtown, it's on it's on Main and uh, Walker, something like that. It's down Main. You can uh, find it. We go there. 
Yeah, Man and Walker. Yeah, we go there quite a bit. Quite a bit. All right, shredding season. Michael Brantley. I he, look, <laughs> look. Where, where I've been at? saying he's coming back. Yeah. I've been very adamant he's very, coming back. Yeah, that's my parking. Sorry, yeah. guys. Sorry, that's my parking. Publicly, you've been very adamant that publicly <laughs> I have been very adamant. Yeah, it was just look. It was labrum surgery. It was labrum surgery. They brought back Jake Myers last you, year. You were right because you you said it to be like earlier in the season. You were like, eh, I don't know if he's gonna be able to come back. Like. Right now, yeah. When on they their were timetable, like, yeah. When they were saying, oh, "Oh, he'll be back in June," you were like, "But now, September is a timetable that makes sense." Hundred percent, and I think that's what they should have just said that from the very yeah. beginning. Yeah. Like, if your expectations, and, and I get it because it felt like very like Chucky Brown, like was it Charlie Brown, Chucky Brown, <laughs> Chucky Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Charles goes by Chuck. That's true. Yeah. So it is Chucky Brown. <laughs> Chucky Brown. Yeah, yeah. Chucky Brown. I don't know why the penis never went with that. <laughs> When you get the Charlie Brown effect, when you go to kick the football and Lucille, right? That's the Lucy. Lucy, yes, Lucille. Maybe that was her first name. <laughs> you, Chucky Brown and Lucille. Chucky Brown and Lucille. <laughs> we go standard names, full yeah. full government names for them. Oh my god! Uh, I think that's what everyone felt like because it was like, oh yeah. my. And yeah. Now, if the, now if they the would discourse. have said at the beginning of the year that it was September. Everybody been like, okay. Yeah. And He's, then when he was coming back in September, we were like, "All right, great, I'm for the push." And yeah. I and hit a tank, hit a tank on a ninety-three, ninety-three mile per hour fastball up and in. Yeah, he got it, to it. It wasn't a triple A cookie. Your shoulders are working if you can get into into an yeah. up and in ninety-three. Yeah, I do have one thing a bone pick with some people. Uh, Vanessa Richardson was on the road with uh, the Astros, and she reported like, "Hey, Desi said something like, hey, his dad's coming in town.'" Uh, that's usually a good sign. People were like, "Oh, we're letting we're letting dads now make decisions." And Michael Brantley's dad is a big leaguer who's been like his hitting coach his entire life. Yeah. The the professional hitter Michael Brantley you love and cheer about it's because of it's him. because of his yeah. dad. And the I was and because I retweeted it just because the news broke and my comments were filled with that. And I was like, Let's "Take a step back, everyone." It's it's not it's not a uh, people get so a JD McCoy anything. Friday Night Lights dad helicopter yeah. parent. It's a guy he relies on to do what Michael Brantley does, and well, that they was were a saying great it was good news. They were it saying was great news. Yeah, they're like, oh, that means like he's ready. <laughs> that means like we're going, yeah, we're, we're ramping up. Yeah. Uh, Phil Maton, yeah. right elbow contusion. He wore that one. Yeah, the X rays um, were negative. Said there's bruising on the radial head and the tissue around that. I don't know what a radial head is, but it's a, it's a band. Well, great band. It's a band. <laughs> <laughs> it is a band. Um, yeah, so targeting to be back on the 16th day of his time, so August 27th. So late okay. August. I wanted to give him a rehab start. I think they I should. Mean, I think they should yeah. For the injury and then for just in general Reset, him figuring yeah. stuff out, I think it would be good. It would be good for that. Um, Jose Abreu, lumbar spine inflammation. Thoughts? Hope it's not arthritis. Mm. Because that's paralyzing in the fact that... I don't know where... Lower back injury and back injuries as you get older. Yeah. Honestly... I wouldn't be surprised if that's been happening all year. 
It says expected return August 20th. So he's for sure going on a rehab assignment. I think he needs it. Um, I would, I right now would cautiously say we see him beginning of September. Yeah. I, I hope they take their time with it. Yeah. I think anytime with lower back, you gotta be super careful. And I think, I think the pressure with the contract, the pressure of coming into replacing Yuli Gurriel with all the expectations of MVP and the way he's been hitting um, prior to the season, all of that, I think that injury's been there for a bit. No, because I, I we think saw so. a different Jose Abreu when we were in West Palm Beach. Yeah. We saw an Abreu that... He looked like the MVP Abreu. Yeah, he was hitting baseballs hard. Something happened. I think so. And, and I also, I think... I think it's come you, and go. You don't want to, like, be like, oh, thanks for all the money. By the way, my back's, my back hurt. My back's hurt right now. Yeah, I think he was trying to um, fulfill his... For sure. His obligations. You know, he was trying to do his... He was gritting through it and trying to contribute to the team. Oh, and by the way, your face or franchise goes down for sixty games, yeah, and Jordan especially, Alvarez, especially goes with down all that, the, he yeah. was like, "I can't, I can't yeah. say something right now," you know. Um, but I do hope that they take their time with it. He hopefully can come back at least by mid-September, get his reps in, and you know, could you imagine if we got the right Abreu back? The right Abreu, the right Brantley. You have Jose Altuve, who's who's getting into his groove. You have Jordan, who's getting in his groove. Yeah. You have Justin Verlander, who also missed beginning of the season. He's going to get in his groove. You, yeah. All of a sudden, you have all these guys that were... Essentially, you have the team that won the World Series last year, except for you add Kendall Graveman to the bullpen. You add Jose Abreu, hopefully in his prime. Not prime, but in, in that area. Just in that, play... Yeah, above your means, and you add Michael Brantley back to the team. Like that's that's huge. And then you have the the flip side of regression to the mean, where you if you get a Montero, a Stanek, to plug in with your Naris, Abreu, Presley, Graveman, and Kendall. That's that's a bullpen. Like <laughs> that is a bullpen. Oh, by the half. way, Jose your kitty has ninety six in him again. Yeah, and he's throwing the sweeper like at fifty percent of the time. Yeah, and you have a JP France. Rookie of the year, JP France. <laughs> that's a hell of a team. That's a hell of a team to go into the playoffs if they're if they're and all that's, right. That's a team that doesn't have a lot of miles on them. Mm-hmm. I know. I know the flavor of the month and the flavor of the year has been the Texas Rangers. They've logged a lot of innings. Logged a lot of it. And October's different. And they also sneaky. Probably not going to happen, but sneaky potential. Forrest Whitley still waiting in the wings. Yeah, with his injury, <laughs> and they say you never they, know. They said his return could potentially Thumb be September, and they said potentially as a bullpen guy. Thumb in the pen. <laughs> could you fucking imagine? air it out? Could you imagine air it out? Anyways, that was our sweet. Is green. Forrest Whitley in the room with you right now? <laughs> <laughs> is he? Uh, Forrest Whitley is the best. Pitcher. <laughs> uh, no, that that was our sweet green health report. Sweet green health report. I'm gonna yeah. give you one of them elote bowls. Let's get into our Q&A. Yeah, a little mailbag uh, to wrap it up. Uh, we'll start off with the first one. That's from Mr. Tony Adams. We call him Iron Man here at Apollo. I wish I were Justin Verlander's personal blank. Shopper. Ooh. Shopper. Let me go out there and buy the cars and then, like, you know. 
Oh, not like I thought you were like talking about like grocery sh- no, shopper. <laughs> no, like, the actual, no. Like you know how like rich people have like a personal shopper that like goes and oh, buys yeah, shit. Of course, for I know that. Yeah. Well, I, like, I know. So that picking out his watches, t- yeah. his cars. Yeah. Damn, that's pretty good. Beat that. I think. <sighs> I think a driver would be pretty sick. Okay. His chauffeur. Because you know, you're gonna get a you're gonna sit car. Yeah. But I'm a personal driver, but I get to drive in his warehouse full of badass cars. That's what I get to drive. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying we're a suburban. Yeah. We're establishing that you've been his personal shop or his personal driver for years. You have a great relationship. He's like, yeah, no, take the take no, the Lambo I, out. Yeah. You know, like no, I I I got it. I yeah. got I got no. I'm changing it. Oh, okay. Fall guy. <laughs> you, no, you you don't want to be that. Yeah. Because the odds of that happening are so low and oh, minimal. So he has you on retainer. You're on retainer. You're oh, getting okay. you're getting that you're getting that retain checks. Okay. I get I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So you're getting paid whether you have to fall or not. Exactly. Gotcha. But grenade in the room, you're you're diving. You're on it. Okay. That's a good question, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Could have said I think number one answer was center fielder. Yeah. And then second one was catcher. Uh, I think that oh, okay. was what would you want to be his personal catcher right now? Could you imagine if JV was like, no, I, I have to have a catcher. You have to sign this guy. You have to put him on the 40 man, put him behind the plate when I pitch. I love that. <laughs> I work he, he one might, day. I he work, might hit point two. I work one day a week. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And get a big league paycheck? Could you hit over point 25 in the league? Me? Yeah. A thousand percent. <laughs> A thousand percent. No, I just want to this thing about this league. League minimum is what seven fifty, seven hundred. Yeah. If I'm his personal catcher, twenty twenty three, he has started nineteen games. So he worked nineteen days. What's seven hundred and fifty? What's three quarters of a million dollars divided by nineteen? Let's find out. It's great. This is a great podcast. This is a great audio and video. If you're still tuning in, thank you. Hit that subscribe button, like, subscribe. subscribe. 36 racks a game. 36K for every. Sign me up. And you get to play in the bigs. And you're the bigs. You're the show. But you'll get shit on every time you hit. Every time you hit. matter, dude. And you're like, I'm sitting up there like, okay. Four at bats, thirty six. That's what nine k this at bat. Maybe I'm taking hacks, <laughs> hacks. Nine. That's nine thousand dollar type hacks. Yeah. It actually, I'm only mm-hmm. probably seeing three pitches because I'm striking out. That's three thousand dollars <laughs> swing. Yeah. Where else well, am I, I would, doing that in America? I would just take every pitch. <laughs> I just just hope that he has no command. I get a walk, you know, here and there. Hacks. Get a three hundred one hundred on base percentage. I'm finding a barrel. <laughs> um, All right. Next question. If Brantley is back, this is from K Mays. Shout out K Mays. I think I'm on a couple beers. If Brantley is back by September, how does the outfield rotation look? It's a very good question. You had a take. You had a very good tweet. I don't know how possible it is, but I I think for the team it makes the it makes the most optimal lineup if Brantley can slot in at first base. And which which shoulder is it? Is right shoulder? Left shoulder. It was non-throwing, right? Non-throwing, right. So it'd be his. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know if that makes the most sense, but I feel like that is less likely for injury. 
and then also it just fills out the lineup the best. Then you have a Brayu or Singleton on the bench, you know. Uh, can you imagine? <laughs> like all of a sudden somebody like pretty somebody deep. like a Brayu, like if he can if he's okay with it, if he's like, or yes, I've been I've been hurting, so playing less and being able to just pinch hit here and there would be best for his health and then the best impact on the on the lineup for him yep. to be on the bench to come in a pinch hit. I mean, that lineup is dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Um, from this from Lord Dex Hinton. Hinton? Shut up. Shout out Dex. Shout out Dex. Watch movies. Shout out Dex. Uh, obviously, Pena had an insane October last year, but what is it fair to expect him from this from this year's rookies in the playoff? What's fair to expect from this year? Oh, okay. Yeah. What What do we expect from him this post? From him and from the rookies. From this year's rookies as well, uh, J, JP's going. He's going through. I think it. he's it's just I think a sophomore slump. It just yeah. had the book. Yeah, I, I think he's been there, and all it takes is getting hot. You need one good month. All it takes is getting hot at the right time. Two That's what months. happened last year. It could happen again this year. I don't have the expectation that he's going to win ALCS MVP or anything, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if his, his abilities ramp up yeah, it would be regressing to the mean of positive like yeah from where he is right now yeah. um obviously that's a lot of hopeful and, and wishing and obviously the stats say he's he's not that player right now and it's, it's obvious with the eye test and by the stats um at this point you have two good months from here on out you the city will, of houston forgives very I, quickly yeah, <laughs> i will take a 246 batting average all season if it means you go off every october <laughs> I'll take, take that. Put him in heartbeat. Put him in there every year. I don't, heartbeat. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and the other rookies, look, Hunter Brown, JP, Yanier, JP France, rookie of the year. Yanier. Um, I think prediction, I think France balled out out of the most, out of the rookies. He's a little older, been through a lot. I think he's less likely. He's a dog. I think he's less likely to be pressured by the, the moment. Um, I think on the flip side of that, I think Yiner might struggle a little bit. He's very you're gonna have to very, corral him. You're gonna have to bring him. He's you're very gonna have to just him and yeah in the moment like that. He's very he 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 sees it and he's like he want, which is good. You want a guy to be like that, but I think it could it could either be amazing and he hits a bomb on the tracks for a big home run in the postseason, or he strikes out three or four times in a big game. I don't know, but I'm excited to see them tested for sure. For sure, and I think the more at bats he gets down the stretch is is beneficial yes. because these at bats are gonna be amplified. Yeah. Um. This is completely by chance. Chances of JP France takes home Rookie of the Year. Completely. Gotta push the Did JP agenda for JP's there- everywhere. This is from <laughs> our main event JP from the Summit Brothers. Um. Look, JP France is winning the Rookie of the Year. This is August. 17th at 1.31 p.m. Central Standard Time, God's time zone. J.P. France is going to win the Rookie of the Year. Hell or high water, I will drag all 30 riders across (laughs) that finish line. We are getting there. We are getting home. You just have the riders in a basement somewhere. (laughs) Don't let me get hot. Um, This is from our good friend Paul. Uh, Roster expansion strategies with and without Brantley. 
slash mm. third catcher. I forgot about Yeah, we haven't talked about that. We'll probably do a whole episode on that at the end of August, but I think they definitely bring a pitcher. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring two pitchers or a pitcher and Salazar. <sighs> yeah, I, I know that's not sexy. Like, that's without Brantley. Yeah, that's without Brantley. Yes. I mean, I think Brantley comes up and replaces um, Gray, probably. Um, just in general, I think he's going to be up before the September anyways. So uh, that's not – yeah. But I, I think I think they're going to bring a third catcher because they like to do that. Yeah. It's not going to be sexy. People are going to be like, oh, it should be Luperfito or it should be, you know, Pedro Leon or something. But I think it's going to probably be Sally. Yeah, I think it's going to be yeah. Sally. Um, it's from Fan. Fan's a friend of the program. How can a man walk with four balls? Uh, it's a great baseball question. I think when they – honestly, I just feel like the creators of baseball, when they started making rolls, they were just like, we have two balls. It would be funny if there was four. <laughs> like, I feel like it was something so dumb. Yeah. Just like they were in a room just like, <laughs> But, yeah, you just you just trot your, your, your hard 90. Ask Bregman. Yeah, it was a little burrow. Um, this is from William Riggs at Riggs 409. In a rotation that includes similar pitching mechanics as JV and Hunter Brown – does that make one or both of them easier to hit if the opposing team is getting info into rhythm with those pitching motions? If not, could you explain why? That's a really good, it's a really good I, baseball question. I have um, an answer for this because I've been thinking about the same thing. I think it actually helps Hunter Brown or vice versa because Hunter Brown has the same sort of delivery as JV, but his stuff moves completely different and it moves similar to Framber. Framber. So yeah. I think – you see JV, you adjust to hit his stuff, especially trying to lift or trying to do a certain thing on his pitch movement. And then you see Hunter Brown, and you try and do the same thing, and all of a sudden you're grounding out the shortstop every time. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you grounded out. He has the, the like fifth highest ground ground ball percentage in baseball. So yeah. It's completely JV's different. more of the – Yeah, what JV's more of, Yeah. So I think it helps in that it might be a mind fuck. But on the flip side of that, if Hunter is not on his game and his stuff isn't moving like it should and he's leaving mistakes over the plate, then it might help with a hitter because he is seeing that release point good. Yeah, I think in a in a series, it's probably amplified a little bit more, I think, because they're just staggered through a rotation during the regular season. Yeah. You really don't get to see them um, in that manner. These guys, these hitters are, are the best of the best on the planet. Uh, the more data you give them, the more video you give them, they're going to figure it out. I, I mean, we've talked about it with Morrow in 2017. The Dodgers kept trotting him out in the beginning of the series. We got him in the back yep. end. Um, you could say Will Harris against the Nationals. Um, the more times these guys get more reps, uh, it's going to make the batter a little bit more of an edge. Uh, yeah. But the mechanic side, I think you're, you hit it with JV's a fly ball pitcher, Hunter Brown's a ground ball pitcher. Um I think it's probably the answer Williams questions maybe a little bit more amplified in a playoff series than a regular yeah, season. Yeah, especially if they're going back to back. Yeah. And you have that fresh on your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can stagger. I think you get cute and you can stagger them. I think um, you should. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you know, we can get to the playoff rotation conversation. You, I mean, I, I honestly think you could slot JP France who's gonna win rookie of the year at number three. You probably could. Um, oh. But he also I feel and this is not JP France propaganda. JB France reminds me a lot of Brandon Backey. 
when mm. the the lights are gonna be on, you're gonna be like, yeah, let's turn to him. Like you don't. Well, he's got that fire. Yeah. yeah, he's got that fire. Um, this is from at Chris Simon says. It's a great handle. Which of the presumed playoff teams in the American League: Baltimore, Houston, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Texas, Toronto, or most dangerous in a short series: AL Walcourt or the DS? Uh, it's a great question. I hate, I hate short series. It scares the living shit out of me. I think, um, even though the Astros played them well, uh, I would be probably most scared to face Baltimore, just because they're bullpen. Because in a short series, you, Anything could, you could throw Cano and Batista every single game, and so you get to the sixth inning or seventh inning, and uh, you know you got to be, game's got to be over. I would honestly rattle it off Baltimore, Texas. Yeah. Tampa? No. Toronto, Tampa, Minnesota. Honestly, I think I think, I think what what's happening over at Tampa with uh, the Franco and um McClanahan getting Tommy. I is, think that's going to be a huge blow to them. Yeah, huge. I don't I think they scrape a wall card barely. Uh honestly, I'm I'm going to say this right now, August 17th. The Blue Jays are in the ALCS. Wow. That's a take. That's a take. I think they have the AL's version of a Philadelphia Phillies run last year. Wow. They have the they have the roster for it. They just haven't they've been underperforming. I, I, and I think you with those playoff teams, you have Baltimore who's young, hungry, and and, and dumb enough to be like, hey, we don't we don't feel any expectations. Yeah. Um, you have Texas who spent a bazillion dollars, who've been the leader. And I think there's more pressure on them if – even if they win the division or they give the division away, there's still a ton of pressure on them because yeah. then it's like they did all that for sure. a wild card. Yeah. So And even vice versa, if they win the division, they're they like – They have to win. Yeah. Uh, Toronto's kind of – I think Toronto's kind of flying under the radar. Tampa's taking on a lot of water. I mean, the AL is so much harder than it was last year. Last year – by the yeah. time you we got to the bi- playoffs. We had a bye week in the ALCS. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was just like a... Oh, we're playing the Yankees again? <laughs> yeah. Like that... That The AL side of things lined up for the Astros perfectly. Yeah. They faced probably the two weakest teams. Yeah. In Minnesota, I mean, if you get in, you have a puncher's chance, but... Yeah. Carl Scraris didn't have to do a lot over there. Uh, this is from at Alec Chilton. Do you, do you still think the pitch clock should be dropped for the playoffs? I worry that changing the pace of play so suddenly would mess with the players. I want a slightly longer clock in general, but should be no difference between regular and postseason IMO. It's a really good question, Alec. I think there should be a difference between regular and postseason, but I don't know. I think as long as umpires use their discretion on when to – because it's up to them when to start the clock. Correct. So if they have some wherewithal – and take their time, big moments. They like take an extra second to brush. And umpires dirt. make it about themselves, regardless. That's what I'm worried about. But if they, you know, if you have some umpires behind the plate with wherewithal and take that extra second to walk behind the plate in like a big moment, let the fans get rowdy before you start the clock and then you get into it, then I'm okay with it. But it, if not, I would like it lengthened like five, ten seconds. I have a great content idea for us. We go back and grab the top. 10 playoff moments of the Astros and we start a timer. Yeah. See. Somebody did that when the pitch clock was first announced for like a Phillies game or something. But yeah, 
because just every time the, mo- the thing about what makes the playoffs so great, and honestly, this may be better for like the Baltimore and Rangers and all these new teams. Because they're not they're used to it. they're not they're not used to that. Like those moments where the one moment that just kind of goes under the radar in the Yankee series last year was the Brian Abreu 100 mile per hour fastball against Stanton three two. Mm-hmm. In, in a tight game. Yeah. Uh, and he dots one up on the corner. Like, that moment felt like two hours. I don't know well, what the official time was, but I feel those like, moments yeah. breathe. I feel like a pitcher that throws gas like that needs that time because the more time you have in between of quietness and, like, getting ready, I feel like that 100 feels even faster. But when you have – when you yeah. just do a pitch and then you get 10 and you're going to throw another you pitch, yeah. then the, the hitter's like – ready they're they're i mean the alvarez the alvarez home run i mean yeah alvarado could very well in a in a timer situation throw that pitch right or even robbie ray throw a pitch that gets fell straight back probably get the ball and he's probably throwing something he's not gonna overthink like are you taking the over the chess match i I don't know it's it's interesting i i do I do hope. I don't think they're going to change the rules because no, I think that'll be backing out, and they're not going to do that. But I do think they might send a memo or something to umpires to kind of have them take that extra beat yeah. between like a, if it's like an eight pitch at bat and he just fouled some fouled one off again. Like he, the umpire takes an extra beat, steps steps to the side or something, you know, removes his helmet. And then gets behind the plate and starts the clock again instead of just starting and starting and starting it. Yeah, I mean, I just to wrap up the question, like I just go back. We were at the world, the World Baseball Classic final, and the Trout Otani final yeah. at bat. Like it would just, yeah. If you had a timer on that, it just would have been so. Ugh. Because in a moment that could be like the biggest five minutes, three to five minutes, like a Ever. eight pitch at bat, big moment in baseball. Instead of is now. Like a, a a minute and a half moment. Okay. And it's just like yeah. I think you let the they'll never do it. I wish no pitch clock in the playoffs, but yeah. If not, give me an extra five seconds or take it off in the ninth inning at least. Yeah. Um. This is from at Blue Side Bruise. Why do you believe Dusty is the greatest manager ever? And it's only because he smoked weed, Jimi Hendrix. Dusty's been getting a lot of flack this year. Look, he's defending World Series champion manager. He's doing. He's doing things this year that people it's fifty fifty split. It really is. Um I don't I don't um I think we get bogged down with disagreements and philosophy becoming like too heated into where you think somebody sucks. Like I have no I, I, I might disagree with a couple moves dusty makes but overall i think he's an amazing manager and i think i have no issue with him leading our team i think there's a lot worse managers you can have in the league i mean i I think people just i don't know what they want instead um because aj hints also made a lot of the similar mistakes like yeah um i I think he's not winning a lot of games in detroit unless you're the manager you're not going to be happy with every single move a manager makes you're not going to agree with everyone and everything it's like you won the World Series, but you did it in six. If you won a World Series this year and it's in seven or five or six or four, like it's always going to be, why didn't you do this? Yeah. Uh, I, the other side of it, too, is Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell in, in a game where the, the computer told him to win yeah. the situation and everyone in the moment was like, 
No, you let the you let your horse ride. So, well, this is baseball, and you look at culture as well. I mean, all the issues with um, was it the White Sox? (laughs) I mean, there's a couple different teams that they're talking about how the Mets as well. Yeah, Nevin chewing out the dugout for everyone. It's like it could be so. It could be a lot. So so much. I think people get like I said, they they have one or two things they disagree with the manager about, and they let that dictate. Oh, this manager's horrible. He, take him, you know, fire him, whatever. It's it, he believes in what he believes in, and so far this team has done very well. I, I think you can't really go any deeper than that. Yeah, and the other side, and look, I there's been times where I've been audibly frustrated and on the internet frustrated with manager decisions, but and roster which construction is, and which lineups. Which is real. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, you. I think every fan base is like that. Yeah. I mean, I think anytime you are in a strategic anything, whether it's playing a video game or like anything that you are on a, on one side with somebody else and they're making the decisions, you're you're there's going to be things you disagree with them about, but it doesn't mean that they should be fired just because yeah. you disagree with them. And I also think if you look at – we have a, a lot of crossover with Yankees Twitter and, and allies over there – with with banter and and jabs and all that uh, you could have your your manager saying there's a lot of season left <laughs> like yeah. as you're as you're going down on the titanic like you could be sold that or uh, even b- when the baltimore series baltimore's you know the, the best team right now in the american league and with all these young guys and and a coach over there i saw tweets like why is bautista back in this game the best he's the best fucking closer. Why would <laughs> yeah. he not why would he not be called on? Like you go yeah. to your guy. Like and that's just baseball. So I just I, think I think yeah. in today's age and obviously it's quantified and, and magnified more in Ashes because we're in it every single day. Yeah. Um but I just feel like there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing any of us can do about it. It's just ride the wave. Never get too high, never get too low. Uh and then Birds of the War, this is kind of appropriate. He was just like, What can we do to rebuild the fan base? Uh just win another one, and then we just be more sufferable. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think at this thing in today's age with with social, we're just gonna. There's always gonna be people that disagree. Yeah, that's just gonna happen. But fine. as long as we can come together, and look, it, what you know what you know what unifies, and you beat the fucking Rangers. Yeah, I was gonna say you you know what brings people together? A common enemy. No matter you, you, we might squabble all postseason, or all season, all season, but you get to the postseason series. Everybody's gonna be saying "fuck" whatever team we're playing. That, you know, that's all that matters. Dial, absolute dial. Because right. is that is that all our questions? That's all the questions we got. All right. Well, that was a that's a pretty long episode. That uh, was a long episode. <laughs> we had a lot to cover. It's been a little bit, but we'll be back. Um, you know, next week. Hopefully, we'll have Brian back in. He's uh, been dealing with some some issues. He's, he's got been, a he's, he's got, got a, he's got back. He's yeah, got he's back. got his own the Jose Abreu back injury. Um, yeah. You know, he's on the IL, but. You know, we'll send him on a rehab assignment. Maybe he'll uh, <laughs> make him make him do uh, the NFL pod with the boys. Yeah, just a little rehab get, get the reps in. Get it done. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, that's gonna do it for uh, Beyond the Diamond episode. Um, shout out Big pole, City Wings quarter pole episode. Shout out Big City Wings, our sponsor. Shout out Sweet Green for the Sweet Green Health shout Report. Out Sweet Green. We will. Uh, we'll see you hopefully with some some W's under the Astros belt. Big two series coming. Yep. We'll Big see you next time. Peace.